This content is for institutional investors and information purposes only. It does not contain investment, financial, legal, tax or any other advice and should not be relied upon for this purpose. The materials are not tailored to your particular, personal and or financial position. If you require advice based on your specific circumstances, you should contact a professional advisor. Opinions expressed are those of the speakers as of the date of publication, are subject to change without notice and do not necessarily reflect Mercer's opinions. Hello and welcome to Critical Thinking, Critical Issue. My name is Angelika Delen and I'm Europe XUK Strategic Research Director and Europe Impact Investment Leader. I have the pleasure to introduce you my interview partner for our session. Charlie Kleisner is today with me to talk about impact. Charlie is the co-founder of Tonic and the Felicitas Foundation and chairman of the Board for Impact Assets. So uh, welcome, Charlie, to our podcast uh, on impact. I'm very happy to have you with me. So uh, mainly you, uh, maybe you can briefly introduce yourself and tell us how you got to impact. Well, thank you so much, Angelica, for inviting me to this podcast. I'm very excited about our conversation and about the topics that we're going to deal with uh, in the next 10, 15 minutes. So my background is that I'm from Innsbruck, Austria, and I have a PhD in computer science from the Technical University in Vienna and decided to immigrate to Silicon Valley in 1986, uh, first with Hewlett Packard, and then I was uh, privileged to work at a company called Next, which was the company that Steve Jobs founded after he was kicked out of uh, Apple. And I was in charge of developing the operating system at Next, and that became Apple's main operating system when Steve took over Apple in the late 90s. The second startup that I worked at is uh, was Datamine, and that company did artificial intelligence. In my masterpiece, so to speak, in the valley was Arriva, a business-to-business e-commerce company, and posed the question to my wife, Lisa, and I of the meaning of wealth. And we agreed, fortunately, that we have a personal responsibility of using our wealth to make the planet and humanity better. And we are also convinced as systemic thinkers that uh, the major systems of our planet uh, were not aligned in the direction of sustainability and regeneration and what has to happen for uh, a good survival and thriving of humanity. And the way that we started out, just to wrap things up uh, with this question, is we first supported social entrepreneurs. And then as we figured out that a lot of social entrepreneurs actually are not changing the systems, we added changing the, the system to what we cared about. And most recently, we realized that we cannot really change the system unless you uh, have an elevated awareness and consciousness that that's necessary to do. And uh, maybe we can talk about that later in our discussion. Thank you, Charlie. And uh, when we have a look, uh, and you mentioned the system, when you look into the financial markets uh, since uh, the launch or the development of the Sustainable Development Goals, uh, besides uh, sustainability, we have another term in the financial market. It's called impact. And the impact definition, it's also a very interesting uh, part, what people understand uh, what uh, they uh, what impact is uh, for them. So my question is, what does impact mean for you? That's a good question, Angelica. And to me, it really means making a positive contribution to the planet and to humanity. 
And there is an official definition that most practitioners use that was articulated first by the GIN, the Global Impact Investing Network. And they define impact along four lines that it's an, an approach, not an asset class, an approach across the whole portfolio. It's intentional and not accidental. And it needs to include ecological and social impact as importantly as financial return and that that impact needs to be managed. I think I would add to that that we need to include the beneficiaries you know, and uh, all the stakeholders in order to make it uh, really work. Now, it's also important to realize that every investment has positive and negative impacts. And what we are about is transparency to find out as much as possible about both positive and negative impacts and maximizing the positive and minimizing the negative over time. So we, we monitor the net impact, so to speak, uh, over time. And for me, uh, maybe another thought is impact has become quite personal over the years, where it also includes not just what we invest in, but our lifestyles and our consumer choices and all the way to uh, my own mindfulness work and personal transformation and consciousness. So I take a holistic uh, view of impact uh, with my life that includes everything that uh, we influence and, and own. I agree also with you that um, when uh, when I started uh, to look at impact and you know screening the market and looking for sparing partner and in the these recent months or actually last year, I also found out that uh, especially the financial market that you see uh, plenty of impact related investments and they are primarily focused on the positive outcomes. So um, uh, for me, I think, uh, and, and for Marissa as well, we we need to put uh, a highlight on the positive and negative impact our investments have. And especially when we're talking about transformation to understand uh, the entire company we're investing in or the project so that there is a is a kind of holistic approach and uh, we discussed this a uh, few years already ago and uh, and I think what's also very imp important or interesting for me is you mentioned you know the next step of impact which is deep impact and um, I would like to ask what does deep impact mean and what is the difference to impact yes uh, thank you for that as well so about four years ago I gave a keynote at an impact investing conference in Seoul or near Seoul in South Korea. And I started speaking about the impact. And the reason I did that was because I, I saw that the so-called ESG train was taking off. And ESG, as you know, stands for environmental, social, and governance. And, um, and I saw that it would be necessary to differentiate between deeper impact and more shallow impact, if you wish. And I was inspired by Arne Nace, a Norwegian, who coined the terminology deep ecology and differentiated deep ecology from ecology, that deep ecology was a non-anthropocentric and non-human-centric way of looking at the ecology. And that spoke to me because I think that ultimately, you know, we put humanity at the center of the universe, that that is a mistake because it implicitly gives us the permission to quote unquote control nature and not really be part of it and feel part of it. And so that's uh, what spoke to me. And the second part of the definition of deep is actually that it's systemic in nature. 
So meaning that it does not just deal with the symptoms of the crisis, microsystemic crisis that we're in, but with the root causes of them. And that's why it's so important that we also think about changing finance as opposed to just financing change. Now, let me just also quickly say that ESG is not bad. Actually, it's much better than non-ESG, and it's absolutely necessary. It's just not good enough if good enough means making a difference with respect to systemic issues of our times, like making a big difference with respect to social injustice, inequality, and runaway climate change. Even if all the money in the world could flow into ESG, over 100 trillion, then uh, these problems would actually increase and not decrease. And, um, and that's why we need to go beyond uh, ESG, right? In a, in a 100% portfolio, ESG has its place. And part of the portfolio, if the intention of the investor is to go deeper, should be allocated to do just that. And uh, this is now an emerging, a small emerging uh, type of, um, I would not say movement yet, but certainly more and more people are, are asking the question about impact washing. And, uh, and, and some ESG products certainly are not transparent enough to know and to judge if they're impact washing or not, because they're not transparent. And if you actually look at the rating agency, a single company might be rated very differently on, on, on these scores. And so that's why I think it's, it's wise to differentiate between ESG and deeper impact and, um, and move forward in making sure that both are necessary in order to change finance. No, I fully agree. And I think uh, when we look at ESG, and that's uh, main, maybe the main difference, ESG is, um, is helpful for an additional risk understanding in my portfolio. It's a kind of fundamental approach to understand uh, my, um, apart from the financial um, risks, what additional risk I, I might have in my, in my uh, investment field. Uh, but the thing is that uh, it's a uh, kind of analysis. And when we're talking about impact, you have a target to create impact. So, um, and uh, that's, I agree fully with you that we see, and especially since the SDGs, that we have a lot of financial products um, uh, promoting SDGs and impact. And you have really to have a, a deeper look into the funds to understand are they really creating uh, uh, an impact. And I think, you know, impact measurement itself, uh, we might have another podcast on impact measurement. Otherwise, we will take too much mm -hmm. time. Uh, when we look at the financial market, and you already said it, that um, the, the challenge or the street is really the, the impact washing. Um, but what do you see um, apart from uh, from the impact washing? And you already mentioned it, it's really, you know, the financing, the change, or change the system, maybe a little bit to explore your thoughts on, on that, um, because the financial markets are really critical for the transformation. And I think we need to start here. We need to start the money, but we have to be very smart in the way how to support the transformation we need. I could not agree more with you, Angelica, on that. And so let me share a couple of thoughts on what I think about um, changing finance is vis-a-vis -vis finance change. So the, the threat, uh, if you wish, is to hang on to old and wrong design choices of the financial system itself, like exponential growth and infinitum, right? A lot of the private equity industry and certainly the venture capital industry 
you know, is built around this notion of uh, exponential growth. And eventually it will have to taper off because it cannot, uh, anything um, cannot at infinitum grow exponentially if you have limited resources to do that. And so if we were to um, use different term sheets for impact that, uh, that, that reward the impact investor with an adequate financial return, but then that's it. I think that's a very uh, good investment. And as long as you're um, getting your return back and have the impact, that's much better than, um, than using resources that are non-regenerative in nature and, and, and are not uh, sustainable in nature. So that's one. Another one is also to hang on to an old and wrong theory that's driving a lot of the financial industry, like uh, it's called modern portfolio theory, and uh, in what they call market rate returns, because market rate returns are based on benchmarks that are based on non-sustainable companies, right? So if I, uh, to give you a, a concrete example, in our portfolio, if I have to compare my real asset uh, sub-portfolio or asset classes or commodities and asset classes to a benchmark, then it, it is compared to a benchmark that pulls in extractives, that pulls in gold, that pulls in um, you know, oil and gas and what have you. And while I cannot invest in these commodities because of my values and what I invest in, I invest in biodiversity and clean water and, um, and renewable timber and things of that nature. Yet I have to compare myself against these other benchmarks in order to, to prove that I'm better than market rate return. Now it happens, that I was better than market rate returns, but it's the wrong benchmark for us, you know, impact investors. And so we need to fix that over time. And, and I'm glad that Mercer and big companies are, uh, you know, hopefully contributing to that uh, by sharing some of the data in open source of, of mode that, that does not, that's not needed to differentiate your impact business, uh, but that just contributes to making sure that um, the planet and people benefit from so at that point in time, we could run our deficient intelligence, you know, uh, uh, algorithms over it if we had the right data sets that, that actually explicitly specify the impact that our investments have. And we could make progress on the postmodern uh, portfolio uh, theory that's necessary in order to move things forward, in my opinion. Yeah, no, thank you. I think I agree. I think the data and the transparency is very key in order to understand um, who are the real impact investors or uh, impact product providers out there and uh, to have an um, uh, to, to be able to differentiate them among each other when we look at the um, at the financial market and you already mentioned some of the changes and um, uh, I agree you know that the change in the system is necessary the understanding what impact really means the understanding of negative and positive impact and overall you know the target uh, which is key if you're an impact investor saying what is my target what what kind of impact I want uh, to achieve. And um, if uh, when we're talking to impact investors, uh, maybe instead of uh, what uh, will drive the change, uh, what would your advice or as an experienced impact investor be if they're really interested in impact investing? What should they uh, look after? Or what, uh, what, uh, what are you looking after when you are investing in your fund or looking for new investments? What, what is crucial for you? Yeah, so um, I've gotten more in in tune again with my technical background, and I started I started investing in the in the confluence at the intersection, if you wish, of um, impact technology and consciousness uh, for the reasons that I mentioned before. Um, I, so I'm I am a technologist, and I think technology is a very powerful tool 
and it needs to be harnessed to serve humanity and not just itself or to harm humanity, which right now there is quite a bit of that going on with respect to mass or individual manipulation using very subtle algorithms you know, that are non-transparent, that are only there in order to maximize the profits of the investors in the big companies today. And so we, we do need to, to take that technology back and use blockchain, artificial intelligence, and tokenization of impact for impact. I also think that regulation is extremely important. And the EU is really at the forefront internationally in uh, regulating. But it can also backfire if you regulate too much or if you regulate um, you know, without the the transparency that we talked about before, then it could harm a little bit more than not. But I'm I'm very encouraged by the Green Deal, and I'm encouraged by the Biden administration, you know, um, which is um, working in the right direction for us impact investors. And maybe the last piece that I've uh, talked about a little bit before that I think is crucial is our own consciousness, awareness, and mindfulness. I believe that the times are going to become are getting more turbulent, and they will be more permanent uh, because as we spoke before the systemic um, changes or the systemic design issues that we that we discussed are not going away anytime soon and that means that uh, COVID-24, 25 or whenever will happen again unless we, we change something that will that, that means that the social injustice will increase and so it is, it is it is up to us all of us individually and collectively to actually say enough is enough we know what to do we know that we need to go to certain Clarity, the regeneration. We know that we uh, that, that that we need to go to regionality and uh, not so much efficiency, but resiliency. So we know the principles. So let's do it. Let's uh, get politicians into the seat of our governments that actually care, that understand it. And so it's. Um, I just want to end on that note that I think we can do it if we all demand it and if we all see what's really uh, going on and have the courage to call it out. That were wonderful, uh, I would say, uh, uh, final remarks uh, for our session, Impact and uh, and uh, Deep Impact. I fully agree with you, Charlie. I think uh, we cannot uh, manage it uh, alone. It's necessary that the large organizations, uh, entrepreneurs, um, all financial institutions, uh, that we all together join forces in order to understand what impact means, how important the systemic change is, and that we also need to understand uh, the negative impact uh, on, on our actions. So uh, thank you very much for your contribution today. Um, and um, and uh, I hope uh, that our listeners enjoyed our session uh, when exploring impact and deep impact. And as Charlie mentioned, uh, it's an invitation to open the discussion with us and uh, help each other, especially uh, when uh, when it comes to the SDGs, to achieve the goals. Uh, because as Charlie said, um, it will not become better. We can just uh, uh, drive the change in order to, uh, uh, to help uh, the transformation we all need to see on the market. So thank you very much. Thank you.